grab me a beer and grab him a coke. We bout to sit for an hour bullshit and tell jokes. And please don't mix it up, cause he done sobered up. Brandon T. Comedy on your social media feeds. And Brandon Tess here, bitch, your ex drinking buddy. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Brennan Tassif is your ex-drinking buddy. I'm your host, Brennan Tassif. If you're new to the show, quick rundown of the show. I used to be everyone's favorite drinking buddy. It was my favorite thing to do, hang out with friends, get drunk, do drugs, and reminisce about crazy old stories. I am sober now, but reminiscing about crazy old stories is still one of my favorite things to do. Most weeks I'll be joined by a guest. This week is no exception. All the way from New York City, comedian TJ Francis. Hello. <sighs> Hello. How are you? Good, man. What's going on? Not much, man. Just hanging out. Thanks for doing the show. Dude, thank you for having me. I'm Absolutely. excited. We were talking outside. I'm very excited to get into this. Fuck yeah. Am, yeah. Plug everything up front. I know you have a, a podcast and yep. you, you uh, produce some comedy shows. Tell everybody yep, what's yep. going on. Uh, f- uh, listen to and download, subscribe, the whole thing. Uh, TJ Francis program. I did. I named it that, honestly, so I can say program like Nick Saban. That's why I program. did it. Yeah. TJ Francis program. Um, and then uh, follow me on Instagram at T-E-E-J Francis. And then everything else is on there. Like all my, like love caddies at the stand and whatnot. Also listen to love caddies. That's it. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming on. We've, uh, I kind of, this is, to be honest with all the listeners, this is the first time you and I have actually sat down and had mm-hmm. a conversation. I've seen yeah. you at shows and you've seen me and right. I've had... A lot of people we are mutually friends with on the program, so right. I wanted to get you on. And then uh, you brought it to my attention as soon as you came in. You said, oh, do you only have sober people on the podcast? Yeah. I had no idea, but you have uh, stopped drinking for a little yeah. while now. Yeah, I'm, uh, I think today, I write it down on my calendar every day. I'm, I think, 167 days sober. Congratulations, yeah. man. Yeah. Well, I wanted to talk about, um, I, since it's your first time on, I like to do this kind of in segments. First, I'd like to talk about kind of... Because comedy, as the listeners know, means so much to me. I kind of like to figure out why different people got into stand-up. Sure, yeah. So I want to talk about that, and then we'll get into some of the drinking stories and yep. your sobriety and everything. Yep. But when did you – have you always lived in New York? or you're... So I'm from Jersey. I'm okay. from uh, – it's within an hour drive. So I'm very close to the city. This has always been – yeah. So did like you I've come to the city? This here. is something that's fascinating to me. Did you come to the city a lot when you were a kid or? Uh, kind of. Everyone says that. Yeah. Cause he would go like once in a while, like my dad, like our families, we, we go to like a sporting event or like, we never just be like, well, we're bored. Let's go to the city. Okay. Never that. See that. And it's interesting cause growing up, um, in Daytona, I was so close to Orlando and the theme parks yeah. and stuff. So people do the same thing. They're like, Oh, would you just be bored and go to yeah. like Disney? It's like. Well, it's an hour and a half yeah. drive, and then you got to find parking, and it's, it's also, a whole day. It's like, no. Yeah, it's like when something's so close, you're not going to – like, I went to school near Bush Gardens. And yeah. Like, did you go there all the time? I was like, I never went once. No, yeah. I don't care. I've never been to a Daytona yeah, 500, right and I grew yeah. up in Daytona. Yeah. You go elsewhere to do stuff. When yeah. you're home, you fucking watch TV. Yeah, exactly. That's what you do. And I'm starting to realize that more and more in New York. Yeah. A lot of times, if I have the night off in Savannah, front of the show, my girlfriend is working – I will literally have to say to myself, like, you live in New York City, fucking stop watching Ted Lasso and go out and do yeah. something. I, dude, I don't know. That's life. Life yeah. is that, what, doing yeah. nothing, dude. Why are you going to do stuff? I was actually saying this the other day. I was, we were walking home um, and we were like, I was just, it, I saw a tour bus with a full tour bus at like 11.45 p.m. And I was like, this is the worst vacation spot <laughs> ever. 
why would you ever do this? Like, it's just awful. It's, it's a great the, place to live. Yeah. But to come here and be like, I'm going to do stuff. You're like, all right. I used to, I mean, I, as an adult, I, I came to New York once when I was like 14 with my family. And then I remember I used to dream about like living in New York mm-hmm. one day. Yeah. And like literally, like I would have these dreams of like being on the subway and seeing the city. And I was like, oh, that'll never happen. Like yeah. that'll never. And now I live here and yeah. it's, it's awesome. But at the same time, I, I feel what you're saying. Cause I'm like, yeah. I walk out of my house. I can't even pack my cigarettes walking to the subway. I have to do yeah. it in my apartment before I leave because three or four people come. Hey, man, I know you just, this new pack. Let me get one. And I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. And it's getting worse, by the way. You is go it? on the subway and you're like, oh, this city is a nightmare <laughs> right now, bro. Yeah. It's awful. It's getting bad. Yeah. But, and it's going to get worse. <laughs> like there's homeless people walking around. I'm like, I'll be with you in a year, dude. Like yeah. we're, I'm with I'm you. I'm coming. Yeah. Save me a yeah. spot. It's crazy. I wanted to talk about how did you get, did you always have a love for stand-up or did you like comedy movies or like how did you find your way into doing stand-up? Um, so I love, I've always loved stand-up. Okay. I, I remember one of my like earlier memories. So I played sports as you did growing up and I kind of realized now I, if they're talking with therapists cause I'm depressed. There you go. Uh, uh, talking with therapists like check. Yeah. Um, I played baseball for the attention. Yeah. I never really every time I like the game we were going to have a game, I hope I wanted it to be canceled because really? I just wanted to be on the team and like get the notoriety. Yeah. But I remember um I remember one of the first things I remember is I made my fam I like the attention, right? Yeah. Um and I I made my family sit down when I was like six or seven and I put on a stand up show. Did you? Yeah, yeah. So you I, were on it from six or seven, yeah. But you and I are very similar in that way because I was telling you before we started about the impressions. Yeah. My dad, and I do a bit about it now, but my dad used to like have a couple pops at a family thing. And yeah. he'd be like, do De Niro, yeah, do yeah, Pacino. Yeah. And I'd be like, I don't want to. Do Alex but, Jones. But, it's, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, in my head, I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. You love it. Yeah, yeah. it was I, the best. Yeah. I remember one time I got in trouble because I called someone who wasn't even a friend. Like I knew him from class. And I called his house phone. This is back when you had like... Mm-hmm. actual tape recording message machines. Yeah. And I left a 20 minute message as H Ventura yeah. and like used up their whole yeah. recorder. And I remember he talked to me the next day. He goes, Hey man, my mom was really upset. Like if something, an emergency happened, yeah. like we had no, that's funny. And I was like, Oh, this isn't, but I also was what like, if it was a pet, the pet emergency. Yeah, exactly. The pet. Detect- <laughs> yeah. Um, so I put on the show. I remember the two jokes I said, I always tell them it was, um, I sat down and I was like, I'm a sit down comedian. That was my first joke. And then I said, what's up with all the rappers? We got 50 cent and Eminem in 20 years. What are we going to have? $1 and Reese's pieces. Those are my two jokes Bang! I said at six years old. And then, uh, so I did that. Right. Then we got to high school and the sit down thing, just real quick, the sit down line. Yeah. Come actual professional comedians use that. Sometimes. Yeah. I was a hack even at six. <laughs> Um, as long as we yeah, um, and it works. And yeah. I'm like, shut the fuck yeah. up. It's can you say retarded on this? Po- you know. can say uh, whatever the fuck you want. Um, you should have seen. Oh my god, Joe, Joe Senra. Joe, oh my Joe god. is no filter, but he's hilarious. I love. Yeah, him. he's so the funny. fattest person I ever walked this earth. But I do love Joe Senra. Um, so then fast forward, you do the stand up. Go to high six, school. Go to high school. Still playing baseball. I ne- I did this, but I never really thought about like, oh, I could do. You know, you just li- I just liked stand up. I remember you know listening to like Dane Cook and all that growing up. <laughs> then we go to high school and like Pandora was kind of popular. So I would me and my friends, but we'd like listen to stand up and we like talk about it. But I was the only one who like I listened to it every night. Yeah, like, going to sleep, I would me listen too. to Pandora 
comedy. So I would hear like Aziz, Hannibal, uh, Kumail, Louie, obviously, all the guys, John Mulaney. And I just kind of like loved it. And then I would go to sleep all the time just listening to stand up and I could not fall asleep without it. Yeah. So even when fast forward to college and sleeping in dorm rooms, I like had a roommate, but I'm still like, I have to, I can't go to sleep. So I would listen. So I got, became known as like the guy who loved stand up. Yeah. And then, um, Throughout co- high school, never thought about like doing it or anything. Went to college, and people knew me as you a went guy. to college for baseball, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, do you have a full ride? No, baseball's not really. There's only eleven point seven, I believe, scholarships for the whole team, and oh, you have thirty five wow. people on the team. So I, I had a good I scholarship. Football, we have eighty five. I know because you guys make all the money. Yeah, that's true. Nobody goes to baseball games except for the two autistic FAU, kids that we, live near. <laughs> We'd like take yeah, notes and stuff for real. At FAU, we had. Um, I'll, I'll never forget it. We had a very good baseball team because I went there. Great. Yeah, I graduated high school in 06. So I went there like 7, 8, 9, 10. And yeah. then it took some time to graduate. But I graduated in 2012. And we had a great baseball yeah, team. Yeah, you guys. Yeah. And no one, you couldn't pick a baseball player out of a fucking lineup. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is true. Nobody I, cares about the baseball. It's insane. Well, and I always thought it was a Southern thing because in Florida, football is God. It doesn't matter if you play D1, small D1, D1, double A. Like, D, football yeah. is God. But – you're saying in the Northeast where baseball is king, still nobody went. Uh, I went to school in Virginia. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, okay. I went okay. to William & Mary. Oh, you did? Yeah. I got recruited by William & Mary. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. a good, pretty good football team. They're yeah. D1 AA, but they're a pretty good football team. So what? how did you go from Jersey to uh, Virginia? Was that just... Um, I wanted to go south for okay. baseball. Because baseball, football's king, but baseball's big down there. Yeah. More so than up here. Basketball's huge up here. That's what it is. I um, was like, I know nobody cares about football up yeah, here, so I didn't yeah. know. It's basketball. Basketball for sure. Okay. Um, so I wanted to go down south, and I also wanted to go... In hindsight, this was stupid because I, <laughs> I fucking never, ever once thought about what I would do after college except for play baseball. Yeah. Or do something else. I never like people are always like oh I wanted to do like business and I was like I never once envisioned myself in an office yeah. I always knew I was gonna do something else um, but I wanted to go to the best school for some reason yeah so I went to William Mary because it was the best school I can get it's into a great school and without with baseball like I wouldn't be able to get in there without it so I went there it's so funny how even it doesn't matter what sport you play if you're an athlete the standards kind of go Ooh. yeah 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 <laughs> like, yeah we'll squeeze you in Oh, dude, absolutely. But they don't care. Like, yeah, if you can be a little bit good for their team, they're like, yeah, what'd you get? A four, 400? Just come in, dude. Yeah. Um, we but got you. I hated it. I oh, hated really? Mary. Yeah. I like the baseball aspect. So if my coach is watching, hello? Uh, no, I, li- I liked baseball, but I didn't love it. And I hated the school. What, what did you hate about it? The people. It's, it's a small, it's a private school, isn't it? Um, no. It's I think a, it's public. Okay, but it's a very small school. Very small. It's like 6,000. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, see, I went to FAU, which is considered a small public school, and that's like 30,000. Yeah. I mean, it's a commuter school, so a lot of people drive in, but it's like 30,000 kids when I went. Yeah, I, w- I wish, dude. Was, I hated my God. school. It was so small. It was high school on steroids. Yeah. Right? So my whole thing was, yeah, because my high school was 3,700 kids, so that's not much bigger. Yeah, yeah. I, it was my whole thing was, and I've talked about this before, but it's like I have to play D1. Yeah. And I remember I because I played offensive line in high school, so it's like I'm not playing offensive you line. You went from D1. offensive line in high school to fullback? Yeah. So this that's is a wild happened. move. So I 
this is how it happened was uh there was this is when tim tebow and urban meyer were nice. making the spread yeah before yeah. well after nice when he's at florida and the spread is like blowing up mm -hmm. everyone's doing the spread uh, everyone's like yeah. urban meyer's going to track meets to recruit wide receivers he's not even yeah. going to football games he's and going to track meets. fuck waitresses yes. yeah yeah exactly you yeah. know urban yeah. yeah doing urban stuff doing urban well, and that's... faking heart disease all right I'm... <laughs> and so um Florida Atlantic. So I graduate high school. I take a, like a two semesters off to like train and get in shape because I hadn't gotten recruited by any D1 schools. Right. So then my uncle comes to me and he says, hey, do you still want to play football? I said, yeah, but I only want to play if it's D1. So we sent out 119 letters because there are at the time there were 119 Division One schools. Really? Yeah. That's we it? sent a letter to every single one of them. Now it's like 136. But at the time it was 119. Yeah. And so we sent a letter to every single one of them. And out of the four or five schools that I had actually gotten accepted to, three of them were like, well, you can walk on, but you'll never touch the field. FAU was the only school yeah. that reached back out that still ran a pro-style offense. And a pro-style offense needs a blocking fullback. Yeah, yeah. And since I was 6'1", 220, I was too small to play offensive line. Yeah. But I'm perfect to play fullback. fullback. Yeah. So I went down there and talked to Coach Jackson, shout out. Um, and he was the recruiter for our area. And then he introduced me to Howard Schnellenberger, which when you meet him, God rest his soul, he was, you know, the Miami, turned Miami around, won a national championship there. I knew I knew the name. Has statues all over the yeah. place. He was in the documentary, The You. Yeah, because okay. He turned them, yeah. All right. And so you sit there and he's smoking out of his corn cob yeah. pipe, like drinking his whiskey. And he's like, so sit down, son, tell yeah. me about. And it was like surreal. Yeah. And he was like, can you, his biggest question was, can you play basketball? And I was like, well, I play. He goes, do you shoot from the outside or do you just make layups? I go, no, I like to shoot. He was like, all right, that's all he needed Why? to hear. Why? See if you're athletic? Hand-eye coordination. Okay. And it was like a big thing was taking the harder shots from the outside versus just going for the easy layups. Yeah. Because I'm normally bigger than most everybody. Yeah, yeah. And so I ended up playing there, but it was, dude, playing at a big school. Yeah. It's fucking. How many like people in the stadium there? But like 20K? So the stadium we were playing at Lockhart only fit 18. And we never sold it out except when we played USF, when USF was ranked number two in the nation with Grothy and JPP and all that. Uh -huh. We played them and it was Damn, totally JPP went to USF? Yeah. Oh, you see, I was going to I was gonna make a joke. Like, USF has a lot of athletes with no hands, but that was USF <laughs> with Shaquille Griffin or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah same and school. JPP they all went no to the hand. same school. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So USF has a, yeah. a lot of A lot of athletes. no hands athletes in <laughs> South Florida. In Tampa. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was nuts. So what was it like playing at William and Mary? Because like you said, it's like high school on steroids. So yeah. Um, I mean, it was cool. It, so football there is D1 AA. Baseball yeah. is D1. There's no D1 AA baseball. So baseball was fun. We got to play good schools like Virginia, who won the national championship when we were there. Like we were a good. Now, baseball is a little bit different than, uh, basketball and football because it's a lot of like, you know, you, I mean, all sports, you get a couple of breaks and you could win, but baseball is not. Like, normally you don't go into a baseball game. Like, this team is so much more outmatched than yeah, us. Yeah, baseball, more than any sport, is like any team can anyone. Yeah, can I win. mean, that's why you see, like, the Orioles go on a run, and they've got a roster that's, yeah. you know, cheaper than some contracts. Mm -hmm. It's really the pitcher. It's like, if you have a good pitcher and your team sucks, you're like, okay, you have a chance. Yeah. So, uh, how did you, when you guys played Virginia, when they won the national championship, how did that go? I think we lost just about every game that we've played against them. Some games, it was like 21-0. Some games, oh, it really? was like 4-3. to three. Okay. So, it, like, because we play them every year, because yeah. they're in-state, and um, yeah. So, it, it was fun. Baseball was fun. I... I had fun playing baseball there. Uh, <laughs> well, then you did you graduate or did you just I leave? graduated. Okay. Yeah. And but then, I didn't play my senior year. Oh, really? Yeah. I started as a freshman. 
did well. What position? Shortstop. Okay. Shortstop third base. Yeah. yeah. So did well. Um, a very long, a kind of a long story, but I, anyway, I was supposed to move to third. Then I ended up playing shortstop again my sophomore year. Tore my shoulder, got surgery, came back junior year. Only played 19 games, retore it, and then quit for senior year. Okay, and that was the best year I ever had. That's, oh, really? That's when my drinking really developed. Yeah. But anyway, to answer the question about comedy, my coach asked me to write jokes for him for a speech he had, and I didn't... Because everyone knew you as the comedy guy. As the comedy guy. And yeah. I was like a funny guy. I, I never was like in either... People are always like, were you like a class... No, I've always been like a quiet, reserved kind of guy. But within my friends, I'm like a, a funny person, I think. I don't even think I'm the funniest in my friend groups. Yeah. But I'm like a funny person, and I love comedy. And I was like, I'll try it. Um, but he asked me to write jokes, and I never gave them to him but i did write jokes and i was like oh this is fun and then i remember this is the reason i started comedy is i was listening to pandora one night i was i just quit and i had no clue what the fuck i was going to do with my life and i was listening to pandora and i woke up and at like 3 a.m in my college house we lived in a house at that time and nate bargazzi was on mm -hmm. and that was the first time i ever heard nate bargazzi you know nate oh yeah he's my favorite by far and that was the first time I ever heard him. And I like, I remember like looking at my phone. And I was like, who is this? And I was like, this is the funniest thing I've ever heard. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do this one day. Okay. That, that's when I like, the, it even popped into my head. That's when all this came together. And then I didn't do it for like three years after that. But that, I still remember that night. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I had the same exact experience. Yeah. I loved stand up. And I've, you know, the listeners are sick of hearing this, but. Mitch Hedberg, Tom Rhodes, Greg Giraldo, a lot of those guys were the first people I saw on like Comedy Central Presents. Yep. And I loved what they were doing, but I was like, I can't. Yeah. I can't do that because I'm high energy. Did you think it was possible? No, that's what yeah. I'm saying. It's like I looked at it and I was like, that's awesome, but like, that's not me. Then I saw Dane Cook's Comedy Central yeah. Present where he rips his shirt off and pours yeah. the water on him. And I go, oh, oh I can do yeah. that. Yeah. And that's the same thing you're talking about, that exact moment where I was like, I, I want to do that. Yes. That's what I want to do. Yeah. And so. You hear Nate and you're like, fuck yeah. So then mm -hmm. three years later, you we were talking about this outside. You said you had done, you went to an open mic mm -hmm. and then you waited a little while and then decided to take a class. Yeah. So I, out of school, I tried to live the normal life. I okay. got a nine to five job. Where at? Is this in Jersey to... or Virginia? No, I, in this... New York. Okay. In New York. I was living at home, but I tr commuted to New York. Okay. It's like an hour train ride. I commuted every day and I lived in, you know, and that, that's. What was your degree in? Economics. Oh, okay. 2.3 GPA. I fucking can't <laughs> tell you a goddamn thing about economics. Nailed it. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, God damn. I knew nothing about. I went political science and history, so uh, I was hell bent on going to law school, and then yeah. that never worked. <laughs> it's it's all. I again. I always thought I was like gonna do something else. Like coming out of high school, like I wanted to do stand up, but I was scared. So I got really into fitness at that, or coming out of college, I got really into fitness, and I was okay. like, oh, I'll do. I'll be a personal trainer. Yeah. Like that's. I I never. There was always something. I was always like, how do I get out of the office? Yeah. That, that was always my thing. And I tried like, oh, I'll make you like these workout plans and whatnot. And I was really into it. And then one day I was kind of like, I don't want to fucking eat like this forever. Yeah. I don't nice. want to not drink. That's People, really like a big reason why. I was like, I don't want to not drink because I'll get fat. Oh, yeah. I can't be a fat personal trainer. So I kind of stopped. And then eventually I was like, I'm just going to do stand-up. And it, then I went it, to the mic. It always blows my mind when people are like, hey, man, do you – like I'll be at the gym and the trainers will come up. They'll be like, do you want to get like – like we can help you get like shred. I go, yeah. dude, I'm yeah. certified. I lift three times as much as you yeah. do. Like I, like, yeah. I don't – I don't want to be on a diet. I yeah. don't want to fucking live a lifestyle. Yeah. Like I want to eat like a garbage can yeah. and power lift. Yep. Like just leave me the fuck alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember those days, dude. When I, 
there was a freshman and sophomore year. I was playing shortstop. They were going to move me to third base. Third base, you're like a bigger guy. You don't have to be as agile. And they said, we want you to put on like 10, 15 pounds of muscle. So I would do all like the compound lifting. And then after every day after my workout, I would have a gallon of ice cream. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I used to do when I wanted to, when I was trying to gain weight going to FAU, because I was like 215. I was like, I need to bulk up a little bit. Uh, A guy I was working with was like, Get the no fat ice cream, yeah. peanut butter, bananas. Make yourself a milkshake every single night. It was the best, bro. Oh, dude, I, I loved it. it. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. So then you do the open mic, and then yeah. what? What? What goes on in your head where you're like, oh, I, maybe I should do a class? I was very, uh, again, I'm like a quiet, reserved guy. If I don't know, how did you do it the first open mic? I mean. You know, fine, I guess. Like yeah. people, I think I, within 10 seconds, I was like, this is my first time. Oh, and people yeah, are like, yeah. oh, fuck yeah. yeah. Okay. Here we go. Um, so it was fine. All the jokes, you know, obviously now are terrible, but yeah. like, you know, it was fine. And then um, did it in like April of 2018, I believe. Then took a really long time off. And I, I still wanted to do, obviously now that I did it once and I, it went not horribly. I was mm-hmm. like, I have the bug. I want to do it. And I would watch it all the time. I studied it. I read all the books, all the stuff you're supposed to do. But I was like scared. And I don't like groups. Like we we didn't know each other a ton, but I can come and talk to you because it's like one on one. If yeah. it was like a bunch of people here, I would be very quiet. Yeah. Um. And I knew comedy was that because you go to these things and you see all the comics talking. Like I don't know anybody. Yeah. I'm gonna shut up. So I was like, if I do a class, it's everybody's kind of awkward, and I can go. It would it basically just did the class to get me on stage. Yeah. And then I slowly was like, I just have to do. This. There was something in me that's just like, you have to do this. Yeah, you can't I feel back the out. same exact way. Yeah. So I just kept going, kept going. Then I started to meet people, feel more comfortable, blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah, like I said, up until the pandemic, I probably did like five to seven mics a week. Once the pandemic hit, I got fired. And I was like, I wanted that the whole time anyway. All in the comedy. So you got fired from that nine to five job you were talking about? Yeah, okay. a different nine, to, but a nine to five. Okay. Job, yeah. And then now you just dumped everything into comedy. That's mm-hmm. that's your whole life. Yes. Literally, it's my whole life now. Fucking love it's, it. I do everything. It sounds like gay to say, <laughs> but it's like I do everything for comedy. Like, like, I don't, I, I just got hired at a new job. And I straight up, I was like, I'm going to tell. It's like kind of like when you're in a relationship. And you're like, I'm going to tell them all the worst things about me. And if they're not cool with it, I'm out. Like, yeah. I, in the job interview, I was like, just so you know, like stand-up's my thing. So like, how hard do I need to work? Yeah. <laughs> I, I did, I did the same like, thing. I don't want to work hard. When I, I moved here and I was got a job and I was working at a fancy restaurant in Tribeca. And then they're all owned by the same parent company. And there was another one that I work at now. Where they're like, hey, we're super busy all the time. Like, you're a very strong server. Like, you're slow at the one you're at. So why don't you come work here where it's busy? Yeah. And I told him straight up. I said, listen, I can only work three, four days a week max. Yeah. Because Stand and if, if something comes up, I got to I got to bail. Mm-hmm. I got to cut and bail. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, you know, Josh. They're like, yeah, no problem. No problem. Because I'm very good at it. So yeah. they're like, yeah, whatever you want. And then I started working there. And then after like a week or two, all of a sudden I'm getting scheduled five and six days a week. Yeah. And they're like, oh, it's just for the holidays. And I was making yeah. stupid money. So I was yeah, like, all yeah. right. And then it kept kind of going. And then I had to have that awkward conversation where it's like, listen, yeah. I really appreciate the job. I love where what we're doing and I love working here, but I'm putting in my notice right now. Yeah. And they're like, wait, what? And you're like, yeah, yeah I'm not kidding. I... I like, I didn't under- move here to wait full time. I could have stayed in Florida. Exactly. Like I'm doing comedy. Yeah. It's very funny you say that because I once I left the nine to five, I still needed to make money. Yeah. So I became a caddy okay. at uh, a very rich country club and or golf club, whatever they call it, in Bayonne. Okay. Where like billionaires will go. Oh, and shit. you make crazy money for like five hours of work. Yeah. Right. And I ba- I recently quit that because it took the same thing. It was like it's great money. And I a little bit of me was like, I'm take like I would take a 
a, a loop or whatever. That's what you call it. Because I'm like, okay, I'll make five hundred dollars in five hours. I'll go do that. But then I was like, oh well, I'm missing spots to do this. And then I was like, I know it's crazy, but I'm walking away from this. Yeah. So I quit because I was like, stand is more important. I didn't. I'm not living this life to be a caddy. People look at you so crazy when yeah. you do that because people come to me at my job all the time and they go, hey man, you're like a really good server. Like yeah. you work six days a week, like other servers, mm-hmm. like the, the, our like lead yeah. servers will come and be like, Hey man, you, if you work five or six days a week, you could clear like 150 K. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but I don't, it's I don't, not about that. I don't care. Yeah. Like I could be as long and I work enough to pay my bills and to live comfortably. Like I can go to the stand and not worry about like, Hey, if I get a pizza, like, am I able to tip? Like I can live comfortably, yeah. but at the same time, like, if they call me and say, hey, do you want the night off or a little slow? Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. Boom, I'm going to three different mics. Dude. Or I'm going to a show. I feel that. Normal people don't feel that. They but are I get so it. blown away by it. People who don't have a dream or don't like <laughs> follow a dream. Like you say, like, yeah, I don't really care about the money. Yeah. I want to make enough money. I don't spend any money except for food and rent. See, if I'm I can bad. just make I that. Spend. Do you? Yeah. I don't like buy things. Oh, okay. Every piece of clothing I have. Is like a hand-me-down from my taller younger brothers. You got the caddy shirt on. Yeah. Oh, that's a uh, yeah caddy shack. Yeah, yeah. My, I don't even know how. I, I'll be honest. No clue. I have the shirt. <laughs> I just get close. I don't know how. So you got now. You do love caddies. You do the TJ Fan, Francis, Francis program. 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 Yeah. And then you also uh, you also produce shows because Love Caddies has an actual stand-up. We have show an actual as well, stand-up right? show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and then on top of all that. You're still just doing spots like crazy because I see you're out all the time. Yeah, yeah. And so we talked about this kind of before and then we're going to get into the drinking stories. But you had mentioned this before because we were talking about open mics and everyone knows my position on that who listens. And I was telling you about my position um, where it's like I've been doing comedy long enough. I have a tight five. I have a tight 12. Like I'm not going to go to an open mic and do my tight five. Like if you lost your fucking mind. Yeah, of course. And then we see comics do it. Like, it's the same five. Are they new? Yeah, they're newer. So they just keep doing the same five. It's like, you have to keep writing. Yeah. I write. have to keep going. At the mics. Yeah. That's like, I'll be like, all right, what do I want to talk about? I'll either think of like a story or like something. And then go talk about it for five minutes. And see if there's anything there. Yeah. And so that's, that was my whole position for the longest time. And then you would mention, you go, yeah, you know, sometimes I don't even like doing the mics because I'd rather try new material in front of an actual audience. And that's when I said, oh, well. I not afforded that opportunity. Like I'm not getting booked enough. Right. And then you brought up a thing that I don't think I've ever really talked about on the show, but barking. Yeah. Which for those of you who listening who don't know, barking is where a club will be like, hey, if you can sell so many tickets, you'll get so much stage time. Right. So how did you get into that? And what was that like compared to bringer shows, compared to open mics, compared to yeah. the whole thing? So again, <clears throat> I've only done two bringer shows, both before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is like, again, when I really wasn't taking comedy that seriously. I just wanted a show to show my parents, look, I got a show. Yeah. Even though they didn't know what it was. They just came because I, you know. You told them. Yeah. Um, I wanted to bark. I would say like a week or two before the pandemic hit, I was like, I'm going to try to bark. And I would go and they're like, you just got to hang. But I'm so bad at hanging that after like uh, 10 minutes, I'd be like, all right, I'm out. Oh, (laughs) really? Oh, yeah. I would go. This is before the pandemic. Then the pandemic hit, and I was like, I want to fucking bark. Like, at this point, I'm all in on comedy. At that, back in the day, I was like, I go home. I got work tomorrow. It's fine. I'm going to go home. 
now I'm all in. I got nothing. This is this is I need to make this work. So I would just go and my I set a goal. My boy, I, I again, I love Nate. He's my guy, Nate Bargatze. And I remember he said he's like people always make these goals like oh I want to sell out Madison Square Garden. He's like just make what you want next your goal. So yeah. I was like what's my goal next? I want to bark at short term goals. Yeah, that was my thing. So I just went to the pair every night and hung out. At, just literally every night drinking, not even getting on, just talking to people, drinking, um, drinking too much. And, uh, and then eventually I got, I just, you just kind of, it just happens. Like yeah. I just got put on barking and then I started barking and I would sell enough that they'd be like, Oh, we'll come back and do it. And then I, for, for like about a year, I did it fucking every day. Oh wow. Oh yeah. Like every day. And I got, it was the bar. I'm like pretty much done with it now. I don't really do it anymore for a few different reasons, but, um, the He's year, too big to bark. I mean, I you, it's like I'm giving up barking, knowing I'm giving up a ton of spots. Yeah, I mean, no, but you can say it. It's one of those things where it's. I mean, just from the outside perspective, because we don't bark. Obviously, at the yeah. shows in Florida, like yeah. you just get put on. Yeah, and then you hope to God people invite their friends. But up here, it, it can be kind of like I'll run into comics when I go down to like hang at the cellar with some friends of mine or something. I'll run into comics outside the pair barking and yeah. most of the time I know who they are. Yeah. And it can be kind of like, oh man, that's shitty. Yeah, it's it sucks. It's the worst. You go out there and you stand on a corner for two hours while drunk people make fun of you Yeah, for chasing your dream. They're like, oh, you have a comedy show? And you're like, yeah. And they're like, how about fuck your comedy show? And you're like, oh, okay, have a good night, buddy. <laughs> I'll see ya. Fuck your comedy Yeah. And anyway, so I started barking. I barked literally like every night at least one time for a year. There's times I barked for like six hours straight. Damn. And it's all because you fall in, like you just fall, like you start to see progress because it's obvious. But like when you start to do shows and not mics, you like, oh, I'm becoming an actual real comedian. Yeah. You can handle an audience and blah, blah, blah. And now, you know, you just, you felt so comfortable. That year period of me barking, I got so like exponentially better. And it was the best thing that ever happened to me for my comedy career. But now, again, I'm like, at some point, you gotta get, you gotta give it up. Yeah, you, you don't want to be seen as a barker forever. Yeah, absolutely. So, just like you don't want to be seen as an open micer. Just right. Like you don't want to be seen as the guy who only hangs. <laughs> yeah. Which is a, a a thing I'm trying to avoid because I I work so close to the stand that it's like when I get off work, a lot of times I'll go around because I've had a lot of paid regulars from the stand on this show, so I, yeah. I consider them friends. So I'll yeah. go around the corner and be like, "Hey, what's up, guys?" Yeah. And I'll hang out, and I know the bartenders, and I'm trying to avoid doing that like all the time. Yeah. Because I don't want to be the guy who's always just hanging Hang and, and yeah and that then, is a weird thing it's a weird dynamic yeah. but i wanted to talk to you so when because as you mentioned at the top you are sober now when did yeah. you when did you start like drinking first drink i ever had was in eighth grade okay yeah eighth grade uh so 13 12 yeah, 13, probably 12 13 like yeah. something like that on vacation all my cousins are like older than me the people i would like hang out are older than me and they were drinking and i've always wanted like the net like i Whatever. I just started drinking at 13. and um, When you say started drinking, did you have your first drink and then not do that for a while? Or you actually no, started? I, I, so I've been through a lot of weird phases, man. I, you know, all comics are kind of fucked up. I, I've been through toys. Yeah. I, which is weird because, like, people look at me a lot of times and they're like, you have – like, you you were birthed on a golf course, right? And I'm like, nah. It's like, the stash. Yeah, it's everything. Yeah. And um, But anyway, I started drinking in, like, eighth grade. And I got into it in, like, eighth grade. I've been through a lot of weird phases is what I'm about to say. Because I got into an eighth grade and I would like drink in eighth grade. And then I went to high school. And I went to high school to an all-boy Catholic school. Okay. And I played baseball. And the baseball team was very good. And I really wanted to make the baseball team. So I fucking went crazy ham. Like ham, I almost said, which is, what am I, five? I I almost said ham. I went crazy hard (laughs) 
at ba- I really wanted to make the baseball team. So I literally lost like I've always been kind of like a chubbier kid. I lost forty pounds. Damn. I gave up drinking and I became really religious. <laughs> I became really religious. Gave up drinking and became yes, religious dude. in eighth grade dude. going into high school. Yes. In, no, freshman year of high school. But that's... Yeah, freshman year of high school. That's dude. a story you hear at meetings and stuff. Yeah. Like I, had to, I had to get in shape. I, I yeah. had to get my life on track, yeah. get religious. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't drinking a ton. You're smoking a stove outside an AA <laughs> man. Like, how old are you, kid? 14. Yeah. <laughs> just got off church. Uh, no. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I, I really... So I just went crazy. I'm obsessed. That's what I realized. I you have am, an addictive personality. Of course. Yeah. And I, the more I Most of us get do. away from sobriety or get away from the last time I drank, the more I do realize like, oh yeah, I am an addict, even yeah. though it feels weird saying that, in a lot of things. Hannah Burner put it the best. She goes, a lot of comedians are either addicts or ex-athletes. And those that are ex-athletes are addicts yeah. because you have to be an addict to yeah. do what we did, to get up at yeah. 5 a.m. and go to the gym, then yeah. go to class, then go to practice, then yeah. go to a workout. Like you have to be an insane person. Yeah. And, and so I- she put it best. She goes, yeah, so many comics are either addicts or ex-athletes. And if they're ex-athletes, then they're yeah, addicts, addicts too. Yeah, It's true, man. Because yeah. you do everything I do that I care about, I... I mean, they're all in or all out. Yeah. And that's why, like, with religion, like, I can't just be like, oh, I'll go to church on Sundays. Like, I would be like, hey, mom and dad, can we go to church on Friday? Yeah. Like, I needed to go. I got scripture tattooed all over my body. Yeah, man. I became really religious twice in my life, which if you want to talk about, we can. But so I, so anyway, what what was the question about drinking? You cleaned up and got sober going into freshman year. I mean, I wouldn't call it that. I would say. (laughs) I know, but that's going to be the name of the episode. (laughs) I would say, um. I was like drinking <laughs> and I was like starting to like enjoy it. Yeah. But then you realized that you had, you wanted to join the baseball team and so yeah. you kind of went all in. There was a part of me in like eighth grade that I was like, this is bad. Like I remember I had, my friends still make fun of me to this day. I remember I texted them and like, I don't know when it was, probably freshman year, like before I got, like in the beginning of freshman year. And I was like, hey, do you guys want to come over? I have three beers in the closet. <laughs> like, yeah. And it was like three people. I texted like three people. I was like, I have three beers in the closet. Let's, Let's go do hang it. out. And that was, that was me like start. I never, I obviously didn't have a problem in eighth grade. Yeah, no, I understand. But I was like drinking and then baseball and I was like, oh, I'll become religious. And then I became religious. Then sophomore year, I was like, I made the team and I was kind of like more established. And that's when I started to like party again. Yeah. So did you, I know you talked about being kind of an introvert and big crowds and stuff, but yeah. on the baseball team and like as far as your surroundings in high school, were you like, would you consider yourself a popular kid, like going to parties and drinking and stuff like um, that? Yeah. My freshman year, I mean, like I said, I was like a hermit. Yeah. Like nobody, like people are always like, oh, he's mysterious. That's like, I went to an all boys school, but like the girls of the, Sister I didn't school. know them, yeah. but they were, I, we took the train to school. So people were like, who is that kid? And he, he's a fucking weird religious baseball kid. Don't talk to him. Um, <laughs> But then, but then once I started drinking, that was my way to break out of my shell. That's my, so I drank a lot and I became like a, yeah, I would say I was like a more popular kid. Like I went to the parties and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Who is Tim? Tim is me. No, but. Oh, the Tim? The Tim. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So my name is, I'm TJ Francis, but my name, my real name is Tim Hohen. Cause, yeah, because you sent me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the Tim, Tim in quotes. That was my nickname for when I got like really drunk. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anytime like Brandon Taft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime there was like, oh yeah, you had a nickname. Yeah, you were like, how was alter the party? Ego, oh, the Tim ego. came. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh fuck, so it was bad. Party's over. Brandon's yeah, yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. the fucking same exact thing. Man. Yeah, yeah. The Tim is what they called me because yeah. So I had the Tim. Um, 
in high school because I again I'm sure you're the same. I, Alter egos, man. Well, yeah, but the thing is, I'm an obsessive person, right? So it's like when I start drinking, I can't stop. Yeah, until I pass out. Yeah, I'm very aware. So, but like, I also would do this thing, and where like, <laughs> yeah. if I see this is like the full cup here, like that's the full cup. If I'm here, I'm ordering another one so that it's there by the time. Yeah. I'm done. I used to go to the liquor store when I only had half a handle. Yeah, dude. Because I knew I could get through an entire handle in 36 hours. Yeah. So after the first 24 hours, I knew this isn't going to last me another 24 hours. Yeah. So I'd go get another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. Yeah, it's the same shit. Yeah. And I would do that in high school. And again, now that I'm like taking a step back and I'm like I'm really looking at how I drank, I'm like, oh yeah, that shit was bad. Yeah. But like at the time, I didn't realize. I would just be like, oh, there's 12. Like we, we're going to the party and we have like a 12 pack. I'm like, well, we should get a 36 pack just in case maybe the party goes Yeah, what tomorrow. if we want to keep yeah, going? Yeah, yeah. So when you sent me the story about, so obviously the Tim- shit. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah. This fell. The Tim came out more than a few times, but yeah. What is this throwing up story that happened? So uh, in high school, I missed a lot because I got drunk, yeah. like fun stuff. And I remember this was a graduation party. Uh, I missed a. Um, it was a bunch of not a bunch of people. It was like a smaller party after graduation, before college, like summer. And uh, I, I did this a lot, which I'm sure you did. Like the pregame, I I drank so much that by the actual yeah. party, I'm it's like, the game. I'm out. Yeah. I, t- um, I talk about it all the time, but they used to invite me, My one of my best friends in the world, Daniel uh, Bearcat, the Bearcat, the original drinking buddy, the guy I told you about. He, uh, his now wife, but it was his girlfriend at the time, Karen, Care Bear, would invite me over because she knew I'd get everybody, like, let's yeah. fucking go. Yeah. And then after the initial, because I'd get like, say they had 12 people, I'd get all 12 people to do one or two shots. Yeah. Well, I'm doing 24 shots because yeah. I'm doing them with them. Yep. So literally within the, they would bring me over to start the party. And then after the first hour, they would send me downstairs. Yeah. So I could just pass out in the guest room. Yeah. So yeah, constantly. Of course. Shit. Yeah. So the pregame was the game. Like, I, which still to this day, <clears throat> like I don't drink anymore, obviously, but people are like, are like, well, like, do you miss going to like clubs and bars? And I was like, no, my favorite time to drink was in the, ca- at home on the couch. Yeah. Yeah. People get so weirded out by that. I never liked clubs or bars. Dude, my, it's too much. I talk about it all the time. My favorite time in my life was when I was old enough and like could afford a handle of vodka, a pack of smokes. I'd go home after work and I'd just start doing shots and I worked at breakfast. So it'd be like three in the afternoon. I'd fucking turn on burn notice on Netflix and just start doing shots, watching my favorite show. Yeah. And I was like, this is the life. It's the, dude, my favorite thing, and I'll say it, my friends from college will say this. I, my favorite thing in the world, I'm a huge fucking, if there's anything, like I, I love where did that athlete go to college? So we would just sit down, drink beer, listen to music, watch whatever's on TV sports. And then we just go back and forth of like uh, Kevin Durant and then like, oh, Texas. Texas. And then just go back and forth. On okay. The and I just loved it. It's like trivia, but for like college athletes. Yeah. I just love it. Um, so we would do that. But anyway, in high school, the Tim came out many times. But one of the times that I threw up, I, I, I mean, I threw up. I'm actually not a big throw up guy. I'm totally the opposite. I'm not. I threw Puke up. You can rally. I, I see. If I throw up, I'm dead. Oh, see, I throw up and I'm like, hey, someone give me a shot. No. I got to clean this out. I, a lot of times I'll go like, mm, and I'll be like, oh, I'm good. But then if I throw up, dude, I'm passed out. So I, that's the throw up is your finish line. Like once you start yeah. throwing up, it's over. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Not on purpose. No, I'm not like I'm out, but no, I, but I yeah, just die. Yeah. Mine is, mine is when I get quiet. 
Oh, so really? like if I'm at a party, people will be like, "Man, Brennan's so wasted," and my good friends will be like, "No, he's not. Yeah, he's, just, he's like kind of putting on a show." Yeah. And then when I'm sitting on the couch in complete silence, they go, no, he's, "He's wasted." wasted. Yeah. That's he's my, out. He's I don't done. even know how I am before I throw up. I think I just I don't know. But anyway, I missed. Uh, there was maybe 20 people, and they all there was a pool, and they all just got naked and swam in the pool, and I was wow. passed out. Yeah. And you were just out. Yeah. And I, I mean, I missed a lot, but that was one of the things where I'm like, damn. You still think about that. Yeah. You're like, yeah, fuck, yeah, yeah. man. I never got to see, I won't say her name, but, but I yeah. got to see her boobs. Yeah. And yeah. that's a that's a thing. Like that, I know, because I'm 34, so there are people that I went to high school with who were like the super hot kids mm-hmm. in high school. Yeah. And I'll like, obviously, I follow them on Facebook and we're friends on Instagram and stuff and I'll see them now and I'm just like... Some of them, I'm like, you still fucking got it, yeah, dude. Like, yeah, how yeah. do you do that? And of course, it makes me feel good because I'm in great shape now. Yeah. Where I'll see some people and I'm like, oh, you're disgusting. Like, yeah. think, like I'm I'm in better shape now at 34 than I was, you know, at 19. Yeah. But some of them, I'm like, fuck, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're married now and have kids, and yeah. I was like, I never. So I could understand like being at that age. Yeah, yeah. and like having a party where everyone's getting naked and you're like, I'll never see yeah. that person naked. I didn't know at the time. I found out I found out the next morning when people were like, yeah, everybody's just everybody getting... was out, dude. No, there was no clothing in the pool. God. And I threw up. There was throw up on me, no clothing in the pool. <laughs> that was fun. That was a good time. Um, I wanted to talk because you had two that I, I don't know if they're connected, but you had one uh, on here about getting arrested and then fighting guys. So I didn't know. Are those connected at all? Or? No, I just, you know, you get in a lot of fights. Yeah. But like, uh, I've only been in like one real fist fight, but you get in a lot of like shoving matches. Was the fist fight recent? No, that was in high school. Oh, okay. Um, but the most recent thing, and this is like, this was towards the end of my drinking where I was like, oh, this is a problem. I just like kind of, I like, I, it was all like a lot of this shit where it's like I kind of fought this guy alone after another drinking just alone like walking around the city this was probably 2021 but maybe like november okay um just alone walking around the city and um i just start to get into a car <laughs> you just wait what yeah i like this is like blackout like yeah. I'm, i kind of remember kind of don't but i just remember like getting into a car and the guy's like what are you doing and i'm like this is my uber and then the guy's like this is my friend and then he just like took me and threw me to the ground in front of everybody like it was in the street yeah in front of his girlfriend and i just remember like getting thrown to the ground and i'm so drunk i just like lay on the ground for like five minutes and then i just get up and i fucking walk away oh my god i was like damn that was embarrassing so you just got into a random car and we're like this is my uber yeah (laughs) yeah this is not your uber (laughs) no and i've done that a lot another thing i think i sent you is and this is a joke of mine but i woke up at a random yeah i want to ask that yeah like i just straight up like i went to manisquan in jersey which is like the shore so if you ever seen like jersey shore like it's kind of down there (laughs) yeah i used to do shots florabama shore i used to fucking do shots on jersey shore yeah i was never that again i'm not a club guy no i don't like the i'm saying i used to watch it on tv and i would do shots with them as they would get ready for the party yeah and i'd be like i'm a part of this guy yeah yeah in my room like yeah. were you a big were you a big dance guy fuck no yeah yeah i was never that i like the idea i like the romance i'm a hopeless romantic so i romanticize a lot of stuff like the past and like past relationships and like yeah. football and everything i like the romantic idea of hey let's all get together as a group and go out and have this awesome night like this movie level mm-hmm. night logistically it, i fucking get anxiety thinking about trying to put something like that together yeah yeah it's a fucking mess what i you know what I hate now is like, do you know the Nelk boys? No. So I don't like, again, obviously sober now, but the Nelk boys are like these kids that are like, they're 
whatever. I like respect to them. They're like these huge YouTubers that are just okay. all about like partying and drinking and they have this quote that they say called like full send, which is like, just fucking go all out the whole time. So it's like, I'm going to jump off this roof because full send, you know, it's just, just do full it. Full send? Yeah. That's like the okay. motto that they, yeah. it's kind of like just mantra, do it for yeah. Nike, but like for junk idiots. Yeah. Right. And I just, I say that because I'm like, I, a lot of my friends are starting to get married and they all ask me to go to their bachelor parties and I, I hate that. I don't want to go. Yeah. To all my friends, get I don't want to go. I don't care. You heard it here. Even when I was drinking, I didn't want to go because the idea of kind of like going off what you just said, like the idea of just like everybody getting together and like we're gonna plan these awesome things. You like, have to. It's a forced good time. Yeah, just go to your house and drink. Like I don't get it. I don't get why do we have to go spend two thousand dollars to go to Nashville? So the best, the best things that have ever occurred to me, drinking, like in the drinking sense have all been spontaneous. Yeah. Oh my God, I can't believe we're doing this kind of thing. Yes. So when it's forced fun, mm-hmm. and Savannah says this all the time, she she's always like, I'd rather just, she has, what, it was the name of one of her episodes, just, just do what you feel. Because she hates trying to have this contrived, forced, like we have to go out and have a good time. Which she gets mad at me sometimes, so I'm like, we live in New York. Yeah. Like fucking come to the Met with me. Yeah. And we're gonna go see this exhibit. And she's like, you're forcing it. Yeah. Like if we were walking around and we were near there and we were like, oh, let's go, then it's more fun. So this whole idea. I like that. Yeah, and this whole idea of like, no, like come to the bat. Like you said, even when I was drinking, I'm like, I don't, now you're putting me up on this like party boy pedestal. Yeah. And it's like, I don't want to fucking do that either. Yeah. Like, let's just all get together. And if we have a great time, we do. Yeah. If we don't, we don't. Like, yep. who gives a shit? Yep. That's why I hate, I hate like the planned bachelor parties of like even just going to Nashville. I'm like, so we have to spend four days there. Yeah. What if I don't out two do grand, something? out four days? Yeah. And like, even, dude, even like I booked a trip, I'm leaving the, go to Tennessee tomorrow and I'm like when every time I I don't I get like hesitant booking trips because I'm like what if at the time I don't want to go yeah and I'm going tomorrow and I'm like I don't is really want to go is it for comedy go. or is it for yeah, something yeah. okay but I'm so I want to go for the comedy but I, like I'm going two days early and I'm do I'm going and there's two days of no comedy and then I have two shows okay and I'm like why why why, why did, did I, I do that? that why did I do yeah. that so I don't want it but whatever you gonna go try to hang out with Nate no I'm going to Chattanooga I wish oh, okay. I fucking yeah he's I love him uh, fuck, Have you I, met him before? Uh, yeah. Okay. You know, it's funny. This is like, you know, I'm sh- I'm a little bit like, uh, s- not spiritual is a weird word, but like when things happen and you're like, oh, I'm supposed to be doing comedy. Yeah. My, yeah. my mother, like r- right <laughs> I after- I survived two bouts of alcohol poisoning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, right after- <laughs> Hold on, I want to ask about that in a second. But right after my class, the August class that I took at Gotham, yeah. it was my birthday. My birthday is September 29th. And um, um, my mom took me to see Nate Bargazzi because uh, she knew I loved him and was like just starting comedy. And she was like, oh, it's a phase. We'll get over. But she, she's dumb. Uh, she took me to go see Nate at this club, Levity Live, in West Nyack. Yeah. Three years to that weekend, like the September 29th to October 1st weekend, I featured there. And that that's I was like, oh, I'm this is like that just was so cool to me. Yeah. That three years to the day of meeting my favorite comedian, the reason I started comedy at the same club he was at, I was like, oh, this is what I'm supposed Who'd to. Who'd you be. feature for? Uh, Chris Catan. Boom. <laughs> yeah, Chris yeah. has a lot of shows in Florida. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was fun. That was great. That's awesome. Yeah, man. it was a lot of fun. But that's uh, I don't know why I started talking about that. Well, we kind of got off on a tangent when you were talking about the house. <clears throat> what house? The oh yeah, house. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Which so, is something. 
I've only done it once that I can remember, but this is waking up at a random house, and I was scared out of my mind. Yeah, it sounds like not that bad. Because it's terrifying. It, yeah, like I've woken up at a lot of houses before where I'm like, "Who the fuck? Where am I?" And then you see like one person that you kind of know, and you're like, "Yeah," and oh, then you're okay. like, "Oh," yeah, and then they're like, fine. "Oh, this is Trevor's house," and you're like, "All right, oh, cool." Yeah, yeah. I yeah. forgot he moved apartments. Yeah, you're, but you wake up in some weird places. You're like, yeah, I'm in. We're in uh, Trevor's girlfriend's ex aunt's house, and you're like, what? Yeah, okay. But as long as people are there, yeah. you can be okay. You're fine. When you wake up alone, alone in a place that you do, and it's not like, yeah, I didn't walk out. So basically, what happened is, and it's a joke. I'm gonna try not to do the joke, but I woke up in a random house, and the only okay. So I went to down the shore where all my friends have this house. Uh, another example of like not planning fun forced yeah. fun all of my friends uh bought what what you do around this area is like you buy a shore house and you go down there like during the weekends and i never did that because i was like it just seems lame i would just be alone in my apartment drinking yeah that was like the thing i just never did it and uh so i went down to visit one time and um actually i went down to visit two times one time i got a tattoo uh drunk that i still have obviously that i don't remember getting and then the other time i woke up in a random house and that was, we went out and I, the last thing I remember is I saw a person. How I, long ago was this? Two years ago. Okay. Three just, years I'm ago. just saying in reference to your sobriety, you still, you still had some more drinking in you. Oh yeah. You yeah, were yeah. like, oh, this is too yeah, far. But this is probably the worst thing. That, okay. I think. Uh, but anyway, I saw people, uh, I remember seeing a person that I kind of knew and I just blindly went with them somewhere. And then the next thing I know, I wake up in a house and um, it's probably 4 a.m. and I wake up in the house and I go, I walk down the hallways and there's like a door with like a TV playing and I'm like, okay. So I walk into that room and it's like an old man just like, I don't know if he's naked, he doesn't have a shirt on but he's under the covers and he's just like watching TV and I walk in and he like jumps up and he was like, who the fuck are you? And I didn't, I just kind of was like, oh fuck, uh, like sorry, this is the wrong house. And then I swear to God, and this is the joke, he just straight up goes like, it happens. <laughs> And then, and then he just let me leave. He just let me go. Like, for real. That's crazy. And I just walked out of the house, and I walked back to where I was, which was, by the way, like a mile away. Yeah. It wasn't like next door. It was like it always happens. a mile away. I'll never forget when I was in college, and the, the story's a little hazy because I was so drunk, but I remember being at this party, and I remember... Some of the other athletes used to always tell me, because I was very timid around women. Like, if I was introduced Same. to a woman, I'm I'm hot. Like, hey, how you doing? Hey, hey what's you going on? You become Italian? Yeah, yeah. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? Broad. No. <laughs> you just call it broad? Broad. If I'm introduced to people, I'm a lot more, I'm very, it's we, a weird anxiety tick that I have. Yeah. But if I'm not introduced to you and I don't know you, I cannot cold call people. I cannot cold walk up to people. And I remember being at this party and one of the other football players turned to me and he goes, hey, man, I think that girl really likes you. And I go, well, I'll never know. He goes, no, man, you got to start being more assertive. Yeah. Like go up and just straight up ask her like, hey, are you feeling this vibe or whatever he's told me to do? Yeah. And I remember I went up and I just started talking to her. And it's the first time and only time I had done this until my alcoholism really got out of control. Yeah. But I remember she was like leaving and I was trying to be more assertive. So I was like, all right, cool. Let's get out of here then. Oh. And I went into her car. Yeah. And then I rem the next thing I remember is getting back to her place and her being like, oh, my boyfriend's coming over. And uh, me, growing up around women my whole life, I was like, that's you cool. No, I'm no. <laughs> no, but it's like, I was like, oh, because in my mind, I was like, oh, I was trying to be more sort of it didn't work. So now I'm completely off the table as like a sexual anything. Yeah. And in my head, that's what I'm thinking. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'm just going to 
sleep on the couch if you don't mind. Like, I don't have anywhere to go. I don't, I'm not driving. Like, I'm just going to pass out on the couch. She's like, that's cool. As long as you know, my boyfriend's coming over. And I was like, yeah, that's totally cool. And I think that's how it went down. But I just remember, don't remember how we got there. Yeah. I remember waking up on the couch, not knowing where I was because yeah. I didn't piece together what had happened. Yeah. And I walked out, same thing. It was miles away from the no, closest yeah. house I knew. Yeah. And I got out and I used to always have this theory that if I ever got lost anywhere, just keep walking in one direction. Because the mistake people make is they like try to cut back and go back and then you just are fucked. Yeah. So I just remember I got on the road and I just started walking. And this was like my freshman year in Boca. I don't know where anything is. Yeah. And eventually I stopped at an ABC liquor store and passed out in the front because I had like $30 on me. And I was like, I'll just get some booze to like sober up. That's you know hilarious. what I mean? Like That's hair a, yeah, the dog. Yeah, yeah. And the cops showed up. And they're like, hey, this doesn't open for another four hours. Like, what are you doing out here? Because it was like six in the morning. Yeah. And I was like, I'm lost. So they called me a cab. And I remember, like, I used to tell him on stage, and I went to shake the cop's hand. He's like, nah, I don't know where that's been. And yeah. I was like, fuck you then, yeah. man. But nothing more terrifying than being like, I don't know where I am. Yeah. I don't know how to get home. Mm -hmm. I don't Phone's know. Phone's dead. Phone's dead. Like, yeah. I'm fucked. Yeah. It is. I mean, yeah, I've been there many times. And the guy just said, it happens. Yeah, yeah. It For happens. real, straight up, it was just like, it happens. Get on out of here. Yeah. So that was very funny. Also, it's very funny that you said um, you're timid around, like, when the guy was like, uh, oh, that girl likes you. And you're like, well, that, like. I'll you, never know. Yeah. yeah. I'll be like, if, if that if that has happened to me, and I'm just go, oh, well, that's the end of that then. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, cool. nothing, nothing's going to happen. Yeah. So unless, thank you. unless the women come over and, like, yeah. obviously I'm with Savannah now, but unless women come over and start talking to me. <clears throat> yeah. Then, and like I said, as soon as they introduce themselves or as soon as someone's like, oh, this is my friend so-and-so, and then they'll, like, take me aside and be like, oh, she thinks you're cute. Once I, know, like, I'm introduced, it's a totally different dynamic. Yeah. Like, I almost feel more comfortable. Like, hey, we're all friends here. But if, yeah. I, if I don't know them and they're just oh, kind of yeah. looking at me, that's fine. That's with that's girls over. and guys. Yeah. I, I'm just bad same at way. speaking. Because you and I have been in the same circles at the stand or at like a place yeah. and I'll be talking to comics that you know and you'll be talking to the same comics but you and I won't talk yeah. because I don't know you and you yeah. don't that literally has happened yeah 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 and that happens to me all the time where I'm like I don't know these other comics but as soon as someone's like oh this is my friend Brennan he's a comic too and introduces me boom I'm in it I'm uh -huh. in it I think if you don't introduce me I'm not fucking saying a word uh -huh, uh, dude 100% I think sometimes people like will look at me and I'm sure with you too because like we like in a not cocky way like we are like we hold court. Yeah, like we're not like these little feeble guys yeah. who like clearly look shy. We're, we look like we would be confident. And like if we don't say what's up to somebody or something like that, um, people are like, this guy's a cocky yep. asshole. But it's like, no, 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 no. I'm terrified of I'm talking I'm so to you. anxious because yes. I don't know you. Yes, dude. And people people say this all the time. The number one thing that people say to me in comedy is, well, two things, is I thought I would hate you and I thought you were a douchebag. Really? And then they meet me and you're like, you're like a little shy yeah. bitch. I get the same exact. I'm like, dude, yeah, I get it. I get why people look at me and like, what a fucking dork. It's like, hard what? too because you get on stage and people are automatically have these preconceived notions. And it's like, like I get on stage and I try to talk about like mental health and my mental health and like the fact that I have all these scars and stuff from when I used to hurt myself because I used to get bullied. And people are like, liar. Yeah, because you like, don't look, look, look you. you look like- You are white privilege personified. Exactly. Nothing you say can- And, and it's you like, look like a bully, like in a not bad, like, because I look I say it like all the, that too. I say it all the time. I'm always like, I know I look like the bully from every yeah. 2000s rom-com, yeah, but yeah. I was bully. Yeah. Like, I tried to kill myself. Yeah. Like, listen. Yeah. And people are like, liar. But there is, like, people do say, 
my friends will be like once like i think initially when i get on stage people are like this guy fuck this guy yeah but then they hear me talk like a little bit and you're like oh this guy's like a nice he's not like what he looks like yeah and i think with you is the same thing same exactly yeah I so after like a, if you get a little bit of grace you'll be like yeah. oh this guy's I have a couple of a couple. I have to be careful though because some of the stuff I talk about can be dark, and if you don't know me, it just sounds like a TED talk on mental health. And so I have to. I have gotten a lot better about like ingratiating myself with the like self-deprecating, like "Hey, we're all having a good time," and then I'll go into the material because it's it's so imperative that if it's an audience of people who don't know me, because a lot of times I'll invite my friends or you know podcast listeners will come out or something like that, and then they know me, and it's like, "Hey, we're all on the same page," right? But if they don't know me, I have to get them on my side quick yeah, because yeah, yeah. one or two mistakes in timing, your whole set is gone. For sure. And I've had, I'm sure you've had that happen. I've bombed so hard before oh, yeah. because I'm like, oh, this crowd seems cool. I'll go right into the dark stuff. Yeah. And they're like, fuck you. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. whoopsies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said I mentioned alcohol poisoning. You said you wanted to touch. Yeah, on yeah. I don't think I've ever had. I guess I've thrown up black. Is that alcohol poisoning? Yeah. So that's a big part of it. So okay. um, you'll go from food or whatever's in your stomach to bile, which is green, to black, which is your like the stomach acid, like the lining of your stomach and stuff. Okay. And that's that's definitely you're right there. So did you have you ever gone to the hospital for drinking? I don't know if I have. You've never gone to the hospital. I've been. To think. I've been taken to the ER three times for uh-huh. alcohol poisoning. Okay. Uh, the first one was kind of my own. I was like, someone take me to the hospital because really? I was like fucking done. The second time was I was at work and I was so drunk and then I had a seizure. Jesus. Uh, yeah, because all my concussions mixed with the dehydration mixed with the swelling that alcohol does to your brain. I had a seizure at work and work like panicked. And I remember throwing up that black tar like in yeah. the ambulance on the way to the hospital. And yeah. I was like, I'm, I think I'm going to die. Yeah. And then... The very last time I got alcohol poisoning was my last drunk. It was my 30th birthday. I've told the story before, but I was so, my life trajectory was so different. Like, you know, I was going to go to law school. I had all this stuff going on. And my twin sister who had gotten in a lot of trouble when we were kids, like been arrested a bunch, like for weed and DUIs and stuff before we were 25. She now had like a family and like owned a home. We switched. Nice. And I was so angry at myself that I couldn't get my shit together. I went to rehab, but I couldn't stay sober. I lost my ex-fiance, the person I cared, you know, the most about in this world had left. And I was like, I'm destined to be a server for the rest of my life. Right. And I had every intention of drinking myself to To death. death, Yeah. Yeah. And luckily by happenstance, a friend was in town. I gave him my address, happened to leave my door unlocked, which I never did. And he found me on the floor. Wow. Rushed me to the hospital. Jesus. And I woke up to an ER doctor saying, this is very strange you should have been dead hours ago wow yeah and i was like okay and that's that's the last time you drank yep wow i was like all right it's there's a a really good movie that i really like called burnt with bradley cooper and in it he has this really good line where he says doomed youth is very romantic when you're in your 20s and you're partying and it's like oh live fast die young yeah that's very romantic do middle age is just sad sad and i was 30 at that point and i was like all right i'm i gotta hang it so that was 2018 yeah damn that's cool. Well, not cool, but no, but yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. So I've had a, I've been rushed to the ER for alcohol poisoning three times. Now, you can like the medical like alcohol poisoning you can get and like not go to the hospital yeah, and survive. Think, yeah. So you could have had alcohol poisoning, but just yeah. not gone to the hospital. For sure. I'm. I'm. Pop, the body pop is strangely yeah like strong. Did you notice uh, towards the end of your drinking that um, blackouts would happen quicker? Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know why, but like 
the last like probably two months of me drinking, I would have like seven beers in blackout. I'm like, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, and I'm not sure. I'm sure that has a lot to do with body chemistry and stuff because for me, I would be in a position where I don't know if the blackout came sooner. I was just doing stuff that was so like minute that I just couldn't tell when I blacked out. Like Maybe. I'd be watching Everything TV, was a blur. Yeah, or playing a video game. Like there were some times where I'd like start playing Skyrim and doing shots and then I'd wake up and I was like seven levels higher and I was yeah. like, I only remember like one of those. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, it was weird because towards the end of my drinking, I, I'm around people now who like party drink and they'll be like, man, I think I have a problem. And I go, I mean, you might, it's not for me to say, but at the same time, like you've had four mixed drinks and a shot yeah. like, out at a party <laughs> yeah, over yeah. the course of three hours. Yeah. Yeah. You said some dumb shit and you like, yeah. you know, ruffled some feathers, but but That's, like, I don't think you understand yeah. what a problem it yeah, is. Yeah, like, yeah, I used yeah. to have to do shots to go to work, yes. to drive to work. Yeah. I would have to do shots or else I'd be shaking too hard. See, that is where I think I come in. I think I'm – I never was like that. Yeah. But I also – it was affecting my life. Like, it controlled my life. Like, I started to give up spots and all that stuff. Oh, like, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. And so, I, this is interesting because we talked about this before where when I got sober long – like, you know, go through all that shit – in 2015, when I fell off the wagon again, I refused to do comedy while I was drinking because I had too much respect at that point for comedy. Mm -hmm. And you were just talking about how you would give it. After you got fired, you were like, I'm all in on comedy. Yeah. But you were drinking to the point where the one thing you love the most in yeah. this world, you were like, nah, I'm all right. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So, yeah, that um, should have been the biggest like, oh, and, man, maybe but something's like, going on. This is why uh, we were talking, again, talking about outside. But the first AA meeting I went to, I kind of went in with like, I don't know. I don't know if I belong here. Yeah. Like, do I have like you were just said like a pro like the guy who had four like that. I'm obviously not that, but I'm also not. I was shaking and I need yeah. to drink. Now, granted, I did somewhere wait. in between that guy and me. Yeah, TJ. I, I, I mean, towards the end of my drinking, from basically like November, no, from October to February, that was the most I've ever drank. I basically I drank every day. Yeah. In that period, and it would start at like. You know, I woke up at 11, start at like one. Yeah. I'm unemployed. I don't have anything going on. You know, I'm just wake up and drink. Um, I guess you could say I wasn't like shaking, but I was like, what am I going to do? Uh, let's just drink. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I needed it to be like, let's start the day kind of thing. Um, what were you doing? Beers or? Beers. I've always been a beer guy. I never um, was a beer guy. I like, I like whiskey. I like, um, you know, kind of like just, I'm not a big shot guy. Yeah. Because it makes me gag yeah and, and you don't I like don't throwing like, up yeah See, i don't have a problem with throwing up so yeah. i am only a shot guy yeah no i was a beer guy love beer um and it, yeah i would just wake up and i would just start drinking pretty much like i you know and then what what was the thing that kind of pushed you to go to the first eight was it giving up the spots it was giving up spots. It was doing and saying things that I shouldn't. It was blacking out every night. How did the spot thing happen? Because I'm fascinated by this because I also it's something had a, where I couldn't imagine now with how much you and I both care about comedy and how right. it's our lives. Like I could not imagine being a comedian in New York City, having the 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 privilege of having spots and then being like, nah, fuck it. Well, drinking controlled my life. But that's what I'm saying. Were, were you just too drunk or were you just um, like, I just don't want to go? Or like, what would prompt you to give up the spot? Well, what happened was, first of all, I got on stage one time hammered, don't remember anything. And I said 
some things that you shouldn't. <laughs> nothing like horrible, like yeah. cancel, like nothing like say, that. Like, the N word. No, 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 no. Just no. screaming. Yeah, no. Um, but say some things where like I look. I have never seen the video. Well, I have, but I've seen like a little bit of it. But um, it's an I, like, honest program. People TJ. told me. Yeah, people told me what happened like and I'm like comedians I'm like fellow comedians yeah. that you respect and i murdered did you i murdered i don't remember it but my i remember my friends being texting like the group chat and they're like tj's hammered but this may be the best set that I and someone be. recorded it yeah 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 yeah. just don't even watch it just submit it to and <laughs> no i i i want to delete it because it's just it's just embarrassing you're yeah. just embarrassed you're slurring you're doing all this stuff and uh just look drunk yeah. and um so that happened, and I was like, okay, I'll never drink before I go on stage again. That was my thing. And within a week, I, you know, I had, had a spot, and I was like, I was like, but but I was still drinking. Yeah. Because um, I don't, at that point, I wasn't barking as much, so I didn't have a spot every night. But I would like drink, drink, drink. And then if I had a spot at like eight, this is like what slowly happened. I'm like, okay, I'll have like two beers at like six so that I can go. But then those two beers at six would turn into like five. Yeah. I'm like, all right, well, I'm not drunk. I could do it. Yeah. So I would go on and five. And then it just slowly became drinking every day at like earlier, no matter what time the spot was. I would drink at like one and then I would have a spot. And then it became, um, oh, I'm going to have like two beers. It all, you always obviously as you know you're like oh, I'm gonna have two beers and then you have ten yeah and you're like oh fuck no, I can't do this spot now so I told you myself, just you would be like I, I'm not doing yeah this spot. it wasn't like I think there was a few days where I'm like eh, I'm gonna go drink with my friends rather than say yes to this spot yeah so I'd say no and then just go drink but there was most of the time it was like oh I have this spot okay. and then next thing well you know, I'm not you gonna not drink you're hammered and yeah. you're like fuck yeah I did that before I got my breathalyzer in my car. Uh, what? My interlock. I was like, okay, I have the appointment tomorrow at 11. Oh. I can drink a little bit the night before. Yeah. Because they say it's like an hour for every shot in your yeah. system. So it's like, well, I can do eight shots because the appointment's not for 12 hours. And then the eight shots turned into 20. Yeah. And then, like, uh, and then I went to the appointment and the guy was like, you yeah. sure you want to get this installed today? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, do it. And then I, as soon as I blew into it, it popped. And he was like. He's like, I'm just gonna wa- do this as a wash and come back tomorrow. He's like, this is yeah, like this is the first day you're supposed to get the interlock in your car and yeah. you're hammered. The thing is, I was always good, although in high school I did it a little bit, drinking and driving. But yeah. I, I, I'm so terrified of jail that like that's the one thing that will like sober me up. What did you you had put on here that you got arrested? What did you get arrested for? Uh, drunk in public, toxic. Okay, blah, blah blah. I also got like a kind of DUI in high school. Oh really? Yeah. It, I say kind of because long story short, what happened? Uh, I drove to a semi formal with like uh, it was like a dance, right? Yeah. And everybody was drinking, but I was driving because the plan was my house was like two minutes away, and we were all going to go to the dance and then go sleep in my house, right? And uh, I drove, so again, I'm pretty good with not drinking and driving. I get, I do get very like very like scared of jail, so I'm like I'm not going to do it, and. Uh, and uh, so I drove to the dance sober, but I had a bottle, a water bottle of vodka in the front seat. Yeah, you did. And I, as soon as I got there, I chugged it. Yeah. Then we went to the dance and like me and my friends kind of got in trouble because he was like hammered and I was like the most sober. Yeah. So I kind of took care of him. And then they're like, how did you guys get here? And I was like, oh, I drove. And they're like, well, you're drunk. And I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, so uh, you almost got a. Yeah. Well, I got, char- I've, again, I talked about this yesterday, but oh, another thing, but um, I didn't get a DUI, but I got something with like vehicle and alcohol, okay. like something like that. Yeah. Underage too. I was yeah. 17. And I, so I got arrested for that. Then I got arrested in um, 
college for like walking down the street. But no actual jail time, like just arrested. No, I spent like a night released. in jail. Yeah. yeah, I'm terrified of like going to jail for more than. It's a not fun. No, yeah, I can't. I, I, I've done a few months. It's my biggest fear. I and think. I know there have been other people I've had on the podcast that have done like years. Yeah. Obviously, some yeah. of the same comics we know. But yeah, yeah I did. Uh, the longest stint I did at once was uh, four months or three That's, months, dude, something like that. I mean, I'd kill myself. It's, it's like well, the it's, biggest fear. It's, four months. They, they give me four months. Big. Like, All right. Well, I'll see you later. <laughs> I'll see Jesus. you in heaven. Yeah. Well, no, if you kill yourself, you're going to hell. Come on. Yeah, that's true. That. That's true. If you believe in that. Yeah. I don't know. Back, it's, I go back and forth on it. But um, <laughs> wait, what were we talking about? I wanted to say that's something. That's it. Oh, if you want to say something. No, no. It was something about, uh, we were talking about like drinking. Uh, drinking, driving, uh, alcohol poisoning, DUI, getting arrested, jail yeah, time. Yeah, something about like drinking and driving, but now I forget. It's all good. Well, you said you don't drink and drive. Yeah, I don't. Because I, I, I was terrified. I used to it. drink and drive oh, constantly. There that's we go. what I was. Towards the end of uh, my drinking, like in like November and stuff, I remember I would drive uh, to like go do comedy shows like on the road kind of thing, like one or two hours away. And I would, because I'm so afraid of drive, drinking and driving, I would like force myself to not drink, which is like, you, first of all, like when you're drinking and you're like, I can't drink now, you're bored. Yeah. You're like, what do I do? But I would buy, I remember this is like one of the pro problems. This is one of the things where I was like, oh, I have a problem was I had, to, <clears throat> I did a show in whatever, I don't know for, where it was. It's like an hour away. And I knew I would get home at like 10 or 11. I was like, all right, I'll get home at 11. I bought uh, three six pack beer because I love this certain kind of beer that only sold six pack cone and big wave yeah, okay. and I bought 18 of them and I came home at like 11 and I basically just drank those all by myself and then went to bed and I had to get up at like eight and yeah. I and I woke up the next morning I was like oh that's a this is like what they're talking about when yeah. they say problem <laughs> so so I just I just fucking uh did drank all those by myself and it wasn't one of those I'm not again obsessive person there I, there was a part of me that was like, maybe I should just go to, cause I, I like fought going to sleep. I was yeah. like trying to stay up yeah. to finish. That's what I did before I got my yes. I was like, no, I got to finish this yes. bottle. Cause if I went to sleep, I wake up and there's only three beers. I'm like, well, I'm gonna have to, that's not enough. That's it. So I'll finish it now. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, God. that's when I was like, oh, this is, this is it. This is a problem. Well, congratulations on your sobriety, man. Yeah. Plug yeah, everything you, one man. more time. Uh, TJ Francis program on Apple and Spotify. Love Caddies uh, clips and the show at the stand. Next one is August 25th. And then follow me on Instagram at T-E-E-J Francis. Perfect. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. At Brennan T. Comedy on all social media, BrennanTComedy.com. Subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com slash Brennan Tassif. And we'll talk to you all next week. Bye. <laughs>